Welcome to the Fulfillment Project podcast, where we, the seekers, unite together to step into our higher selves and highest purpose. I'm your host, Simply Sarah, and I'm glad that we have found each other here today. My aim for this show is to give you some tools and strategies along with the awareness of emotional intelligence and intuition as you create a life and business from alignment, creating more joy and fulfillment every single day. Hello, and welcome to today's episode on the Fulfillment Project Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Funnel, and I just want to say thank you for inviting me into your day, whatever it is that you're doing as you're listening to this, or maybe you're watching on YouTube. I don't know. What are we doing right now? Are we driving in the car together? Are we on a walk? Are we working out? Are we cooking dinner? Are we just chilling, you know, intaking content? Whatever it is, is that you're doing, honestly, thank you for allowing me to be a part of that with you today. I know that I always feel really intimate connection with anybody I listen to with a podcast, especially if you got headphones in. Audio can be a very intimate way to be able to spend time with someone. Um, and, and we can be so versatile in that time as well. You know, you can be multitasking. So just want to say thanks. I feel like I have so much that I want to get across on this conversation today. I literally have two pages of notes in front of me with scribbles and things highlighted and boxed and arrows pointing and numbered and stars. <laughs> it's a little bit of that feminine energy chaos all over the place. And that's maybe what this call will be. I uh, launched a membership style of, of program and coaching community in June called the Align Sisterhood. And we have a couple different call structures each month. And one of the call structures is what's called a transmission call which means there's not a real agenda for the call. That day, I will tap into whatever I feel needs to come through most for the community, what I'm seeing most in terms of conversation or the work that the ladies are doing, or it could be anything from what I'm going through, or what I'm noticing from a collective perspective, and just allow it to be a transmission into the call of whatever it will be. And I see this conversation on the podcast here today being very much like that. So I might go off on tangents. I might jump all over the place. I might just ramble. I don't know what's going to happen. And we're just going to sink into that. I'm coming off of two and a half weeks of being off today. It's the day after Labor Day that I'm recording this. And like I said, so much has happened and I gave myself so much space through the month of August, which this is the second year in a row that I've done that. So I want to talk about taking space and allowing uh, a container for awakenings and deeper connection inwards to ourself. I want to talk about a retreat that I went to uh, that involved psychedelics and a shamanic mushroom ceremony um, and other plant medicines. I want to talk about um, a rage and anger release ceremony that I went through, different breathing dynamics and shadow sides of ourselves that inevitably will come up and out whenever we are birthing new desires or doing growth work or looking to shed the anchors or the limitations that we have on ourselves for what is possible for our life. And so there's a lot that I want to get through on this call. Before I do that, I want to do some little bit of updates and, and give you some insight into what's coming down the pipeline this fall. 
As you know, um, if you've been listening to the show, Simply Sarah is a brand that I started at the beginning of this year, and I've really been taking my time with building this brand. Uh, and I look at this year as really laying foundation, foundation for offers, foundation for marketing structure, foundation for how I show up within my offers and within my community, foundation for authority and really making a, a name or a, not a name, but you know, like carving my place in the marketplace for talking about aligned manifestation. And this fall, I look at as really solidifying a lot of that foundation and then 2023 as um, growth focused um, for this new model of business that I'm in. And so with that said, there's so much cool stuff happening this fall. Number one, I have a book coming out. I've mentioned this here on the podcast before. It's something that I am so deeply connected with. Ironically, as I'm writing this, I am so deep in this work. Not ironically, it just, and it's, it's allowing me to write this book with so much ease and use my own personal experience as a channel, as a, as a conduit for this book to be able to come through as a full expression for the work that I'm actually doing on myself. I am living and breathing my work and there's such a harmony that's felt uh, within my life because of that right now. And so the book is called Follow the Joy. It's a book on aligned, it's the book on aligned manifestation. And it'll be coming out in November. I don't have an exact date release yet, but that should be solidifying by the end of September. And some updates with that, I have a publisher Yay, I have a publisher. I have a book architect that comes with that publisher. So it's like a coach for me. It's, a, it's an accountability buddy, someone who keeps me on track to get that book done um, with certain check marks and deadlines. Uh, I have an editor. Yay. Hi, Greer. Um, I have, uh, oh, this is so special. I have a New York Times bestselling author writing the foreword for my book. And so, so much cool stuff has been happening behind the scenes with this book. I am almost done writing it probably two more weeks and then it's going off to editing and finalizing and looking at what that publishing date is going to be. I have the cover of the book that is getting solidified most likely this week. It's it's with a designer and pre-order should be opening up soon. So I'm hoping that pre-order is up maybe mid-September, uh, most likely the end of September. Um, any anything to do with the book or any offers or anything coming down the pipeline this fall, you can find that on my website, simply uh simply Sarah. I was gonna say simply aligned. That's the next thing I'm talking about. Simplysarah.com. Um, as I'm recording this, you won't find any information about the book, but that will be coming out soon. So check back to the website. Um Simply Aligned, <laughs> I got ahead of myself there. My Simply Aligned event that I held in June was an absolute blast. I had so much fun, so much great feedback from the women that attended that I'm hosting another Simply Aligned event at the end of November, solidifying dates for that in the next couple of weeks as well. And if you come to the Simply Aligned event, I'm going to give you a free copy of my book. So you get to dive into some growth work and some alignment work and learn from some great teachers. And we're going to go through some breathing modalities. We're going to have a sound bowl healing. Um, it's going to be part of my book launch as well. And there's so much cool stuff that's going to be happening at Simply Aligned. Uh, so you can stay tuned for tickets and registration opening up for that. Um, and yes, there will be face jewels. So if you followed me on Instagram for that event, we had beautiful shimmering face jewels either below our eyes or above on our forehead. And it just 
made us all feel so magical and magnetic. And I heard from a lot of the women that it brought out a playful goddess-like energy in them. So we are 100% bringing back the face jewels. They were a hit. So we're going to keep them going. It'll probably be a signature thing with my Simply Aligned event. Um, yeah, so the book is coming out. Simply Aligned event is going to be happening in November. Acting is also um, a book launch and just a day where I'm going to sink in with women. Uh, the last event was only three hours long in the evening. We're, I'm going to make it a full day this time just from everything that I want to put in the event for you. And so if you're a woman in business or you have high expectations for your career, you know, you're very driven and you're very ambitious, but you're looking for a different way of operating. Maybe you're noticing that you're having burnout. Um, maybe you're noticing that you're having a disconnection from what it is you're building or creating within your career. Maybe you're feeling too exhausted to even want to show up as the person you know you can be within your family or in your relationship. And there's just this lack of flow and ease for how things are unfolding for you. Or you sense you're, that you're on the cusp of like something big or something unlocking for you. This is who the Simply Aligned event is created for um, and bringing these women together to let you know that you're not alone, that you have a sisterhood here doing the work together. Um, and my main goal for 2023 is building community with women. It's where my heart is calling me to go and just allowing us to create community for us to do this work and have these containers to sink in and decondition and reprogram ourselves for that person that we want to be so that we can manifest in alignment. And so, yeah, book's coming out. I got the event coming up. Um, check back at simplysara.com because all that stuff's going to be coming out in the next couple of weeks. So as you're listening to this, I don't know, like it might be up, um, but you can check for that. And yeah, let's talk about the retreat I went to. Okay. So August, before I get to that, so much happened in August. So last year in 2021, I decided to take three weeks off. It was the first time I've taken such a large container away from business, away from clients, just away from the very masculine energy that business requires of us to show up ever in my business. And I've been running my business is since 2011. So never took a huge container of time like that. And it was last year where I realized, well, this is why I decided to build a business so that I can create the life and the structure and the schedule that I want, but realizing I wasn't allowing myself these containers of openness and these containers of feeling more freedom. And so last August, I took three weeks off and it was absolutely transformative with the space that I took and being up north and having an amazing girls trip. And I came back so completely renewed and rejuvenated and a deeper connection with myself and life and everything that I was creating. And really the birth of Simply Sarah and um, this brand that I'm building and everything came out of last August. And so I knew that I wanted to do that for myself again this August as well. So I took two and a half weeks off. And here's the thing. I feel like August is such a beautiful month to be able to do that. Um, it's I'm usually not launching anything in August. I have in the past, but usually not. August, I look at as a little bit of a, a sleepy month, so to say, kind of like December. December is so focused around Christmas and winding down the year and 
kind of closing things out and sinking in with family and having a container to be able to take holidays. So I look at December as a little bit of a sleepy month and August very much the same. It's the end of summer. We're going to get back into routines with kids and the momentum that happens during higher productivity seasons. And so August is great to step away because I feel like no one's paying attention anyways. <laughs> so I did that for myself this um, this year as well. And there were really four elements um, or four stages that I went through within this time off. And it wasn't something that was actually planned, uh, but it ended up unfolding this way. And so the first was that I went to a retreat called the Bliss Retreat. I'm going to give Jasmine Moore a huge shout out here. Check her out on Instagram at Heal with Jazz, J-A-S, Heal with Jazz. She's someone who I've had my eye on probably about six months, definitely this whole year. Uh, you know, those people that you come across, they're within different circles of friends. Um, she's in great connection with uh, Barat, who has hosted all of my um, shamanic ceremonies. And I was in business with him with Transformation Mentorship with Joe and Ken. And so um, had a great connection to her, but never talked to her and never met her. And I believe I said to Barat one time, she scares me. <laughs> and I had said that because she, how do I say this? She she ignited a side of my femininity that I hadn't tapped into yet. The lower dark side of the feminine, the emotionality of the feminine, the messiness and the chaotic and just the beautiful expression of the divine feminine. And people who trigger us, uh, and a trigger can be anything. A trigger can be that you start to judge someone. A trigger can be that you are intrigued by someone and, and you want to know more. A trigger can be that you don't like something about someone, but maybe it's that you're denying yourself something. You're denying yourself of something. A trigger can be many, many, many things. That's just a couple of examples. Anyway, so she triggered something in me and I, and I kept paying attention. And my friend Claudia was going to this retreat and she, she brought it up in June, I believe it was, or maybe it was May. She's like, yeah, I'm going to this retreat. And I messaged Jasmine right away. And I was like, Hey, like, I want to come to bliss retreat. She's like, cool. Um, let me send you, um, registration. And then I was like, wait, 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 wait a minute. Like, what are we doing at this retreat? And so it was one of those things where I felt connected to this amazing woman and wanted to be in her presence and, and really learn from her energy. I wanted to see the container that she held. I wanted to put myself in a four day retreat just to focus on me. Um, because I haven't done that in a retreat setting for four days and with a bunch of the modalities that I haven't tapped into yet. And so I saw this as a really explorative, uh, explorative, exploratory um, phase for me to take myself through. And so I'm just going to read a post that she actually did. Um, I'm totally like promoting her retreat here for her. She, she, she actually has a, a retreat coming up in October. So if anybody's like interested, hit her up. It honestly changed my life. And so this is how she describes the bliss retreat. <clears throat> At the bliss retreat, we aren't so focused on light work. We are focused on dark work, connecting with spirit, channeling from higher self or interacting with guides and the divine aren't scheduled in. We aren't focused on love and light. We aren't focused on our intentions for the future and how we are going to get there. We aren't focused on our ascension. 
At the bliss retreat, we descend down into the depth so that we can excavate the darkness that has been yearning for our attention. We face our dark parts by honoring them and accepting them as they are, so our density can be transmuted. We feel a sense of wholeness by no longer ignoring or suppressing the deep desires and needs that have been calling to you. The bliss retreat is for you if you are ready to meet your depths. Uh, and that isn't to say fear or nerves aren't along with you as you step into this container. So she wrote a post about that, and I just thought it was so beautifully um, uh, described as to what it was. Uh, dark work is not something I, I am. I have been doing a lot of the work that she said isn't in the retreat, the ascension work, the love, the light, really connecting with higher self, which is needed for so much growth. But there is another side to that spectrum of dark work and really bringing the light and the dark work together to create more wholeness in ourselves. And like she said, excavate different parts of ourselves, which hundred percent like absolutely happened with me. Um, and I want to talk about a few, so it was four days. We did a lot of different things and a couple different workshops. And there's three things that I highly want to note here that I found, um, transformative. So the first one was what was called a holotropic, holotropic breathing, um, a style of breathing that I've never done before. I've done a lot of Wim Hof. I've done a lot of alkaline breathing. I've done a lot of fire breath. Um, and I've done a lot, uh, a lot of those types of breathing techniques along with, um, I think it's called like whiskey breathing or coffee breathing, water breathing. So I've, I've, played around with different breathing techniques. And I absolutely love a breathing practice. 100% recommend it. We do it in the Aligned Sisterhood. Breathing is one of those, I'm not going to say mandatory, but it's definitely recommended within the program in order to help you awaken and then help you ascend. And But holotropic breathing has been known to create almost psychedelic effects where you could see visions, you can have downloads, insights. It really stimulates the nervous system in a diff different way. And it puts you in a, a brainwave state to be able to tap into the unconscious. And so it was a 40-minute practice that had a playlist track that went along with it. And the premise behind holotropic breathing is two breaths in through your nose and one breath out through your mouth. And the two breaths go like this. So it goes from belly breath, chest breath, and then exhale. And I'll just demonstrate here. You get the point. And you do that for 40 minutes. Now, the pace you want to go at is, is up to you. And the tracks of music that are played uh, throughout this uh, ceremony or practice definitely do go through uh, lighter rhythms and faster rhythms so that you can follow along. And it's about 10 minutes in. I mean, like, guys, like 40 minutes, that's a yoga practice, right? And you're sitting there breathing for 40 minutes. And I can say that this breathing practice was more profound for me than the mushroom ceremony that I went through. And I've been, that was my six month mushroom ceremony, which I'll talk about in a second. And so with this breathing technique, you go through different phases of just getting into the rhythm of the breathing. And in that phase, you almost get to the point where like, you have to shut the brain off because you're trying to think like in, in, out belly, chest out. And the logical brain will kick in and it almost makes you trip up where 
sometimes you like stop breathing. You're like, I, I don't even remember, like remember how to breathe because you're thinking about it so much. And you really need to tap into that unconscious to allow yourself to get into this breathing state. And it's usually after about 10 minutes where you really sink into the effects of this. I saw visions. I had desires that were born. Um, I'll say that came, not born, but like came out of me that I didn't realize were so strong that were there. Um, I cried. Uh, there was a lot of shedding of emotion that came up and it was super powerful. And I actually couldn't stand up afterwards. Like my legs didn't work. So I had to lay there for a few minutes to, to get my, to get myself back into my body and get that movement going. And so that was amazing. I want to see if, uh, so Jasmine is actually coming to the Simply Aligned event in November. She's going to be a speaker. I want to see if she will take you guys through a holotropic breathing uh, session because it's, it's incredible. And everything that we were doing at this retreat and why I went to this retreat was because you put yourself in a container where you're only focused on yourself. Like there was nothing, like my business wasn't there. Joe wasn't there. The kids weren't there. My cats weren't there. I didn't have to cook. I didn't have to do dishes. I didn't even have to make my bed if I didn't want to make my bed. I was literally allowed to just be with myself and taking part in different mind altering and expanding activities to be able to sink into deeper depths. And when we take this space for ourselves, we usually start to uncover things that didn't necessarily get our attention because we live in such a distracted world. We wake up and we have routines of, of things to do. We have careers or businesses. We have kids or spouses. We have bills to pay. We have social media. We have emails. Every day, there's so much that is demanding our attention that if we don't take the time to step back, to get still with ourselves, to allow ourselves to just be, we really don't know what's going on under here because we're in so much of a doing operative state, which is very masculine. That feminine energy of just being and creating space, uh, intuition, allowing emotions to come up, allowing truth to come up, that feminine side of us is not valued so much in our society. It's not promoted as much, but that's where the healing occurs. The feminine energy is healing. It's also destruction. It's also birth. Like there's so much dynamic to that feminine energy that is needed for the wholeness and the totality of us that I have been learning to take for myself as much as I possibly can in containers like this. And so I don't know where I was going with that. Again, transmission call off on a tangent. <laughs> the second thing that I want to talk about with the bliss retreat uh, was the shamanic ceremony. And so I did two plant medicines. I did Sananga, which I'm very familiar with, done it before. It is eye drops. Um, this one only lasts about five minutes. It is a very, I'll use the word stimulating. It's a very stimulating plant medicine. It's liquid, it's drops that go in your eyes. It was used uh, as for hunters to take before they go out on the hunt. It's been known to improve vision, be able to improve peripheral vision, to be able to take in more of the surroundings and really look for those micro movements that are needed uh, when someone is hunting an animal. It's also been known to bring up insights within us. And I find it very much gets me into my body and 
allowing myself to hold myself in my body and not wanting to escape. When we feel pain, and these drops are very stimulating, like what I said, when we feel pain, we want out of our bodies. We don't want to feel it. We can feel this urge to like move or want to shake it off or to just disrupt this discomfort that we're feeling because we want it to go away. And so to lay there in stillness with yourself going through this stimulation, which again, only lasts about five minutes and and then it's gone, can tap into the side of ourself that requires strength, that puts us in our body, that brings us back to our breath to be able to control that state. And so that's Sananga that was taken before the um, uh, psilocybin ceremony. So psilocybin comes from mushrooms. I've had Barat, my shamanic practitioner, on the show a couple times. His last episode with me was October 26, 2020, and I believe it's episode 102, if you want to go back and listen to that, about kind of more like mechanism of action with psilocybin and the purpose of it. Uh, I've uh, This is my sixth ceremony, and I've been placing myself in these psychedelic containers for the past few years, every six months, six months to a year. It's almost been a year since my last ceremony previously. I I took a big space. I placed myself in these containers to be able to go in and do some deep healing. And so within these ceremonies, you take the plant medicine, you have a blindfold on, there is a playlist track and you lay down and you are with yourself for a four hour ceremony with the medicine. And what comes up in these is different every time. Every experience is different. So it's really hard for me to be able to tell you this is what you can expect, but I can give you insight into some of the things that have come up within my ceremonies. And so what the plant medicine actually does is it removes that ego filter within our mind. And so, you know, there's really, there's two parts of our mind. There's the conscious part of our mind. And then there's the subconscious part of our mind. You know, my ladies who have done mindset work or dove into NLP or any type of uh, reprogramming type of work will understand the conscious and subconscious. And the conscious is so small compared to the subconscious. And a lot of our actions and behaviors and thoughts and emotions are so uh, programmed within our subconscious that we don't realize how we are acting out within our lives. And so what the plant medicine does is it removes the barrier between the conscious and the subconscious, which is the ego. So the ego is protection. The ego wants to keep us safe. So the ego will protect you and your mind from an everyday perspective, from going into the subconscious and maybe feeling emotions or situations that happen to you. We can say traumas happen to you. Um, at a time in your life that the mind will shut out, basically compartmentalize, put into the subconscious so that you aren't um, living them again day and day. And so when we remove that ego, remember, like if we all know the ego is very fear-based thinking, it's protection. It's we need the ego. There's nothing wrong with the ego as long as we learn how to work with it and condition the ego to not be so afraid and not be so reactive and not be so protection focused all the time. And so when we remove that, we're able to look at ourselves and look at our life and look at the people in it with a much cleaner vision. So there's no judgment. 
There's no fear. There's literally a uh, like a very observational type of perspective uh, that's with so much love and so much compassion and no judgment. And so some of the things that have come up in my ceremonies, I felt joy for the very first time in my ceremonies um, back in 2020. Uh, I felt the feminine energy for the first time in a shamanic ceremony. And so when we remove this ego filter and when we dive into the subconscious from a free, non-fear um, protection perspective, we get to explore different sides of ourselves in neutrality. Uh, so feeling joy, feeling inner love, feeling uh, feminine energy, feeling those like brought me to tears. You know, deep emotions, deep, deep acceptance of myself uh, brought me to tears, tears of joy, tears of love uh, to experience that deep emotionality that is so easily blocked off in our everyday conscious living. I was also able to go back and work on some trauma areas in my life. And so I went into a, a ceremony a couple of years ago asking what my say problem or issue or defensiveness is around trust. Trust. It takes me a while to let people in. I I can have a wall up. I, I feel that. I know that. It's something I've been working on for a long time to let people in, let people into my heart, let myself feel safe with people in my life. Um, I can be really good at like putting a smile on my face and looking like I have it all together and I'm friendly and bubbly. Um, but there, there's a wall that I've worked on for so many years that I have seen so much progress with, progress with. And I was able to tap into that in a ceremony. And what I did was go in with that intention. And they always say you should go in with an intention. I went in with that intention of like, where do trust issues come from? Or why do I struggle with trust? Or why do I struggle to let people in? And here's what's really cool to be able to see my subconscious and the protection um, that my mind will do for me. I saw myself go through what I'll describe as check marks or almost like a bodyguard standing, standing in front of a door, like asking me if I really want to go further. And so with asking this question about trust, I saw myself from like, just, you know, if you close your eyes and you can visualize, that's what ceremonies are like. There's a very visual, you're visualizing things. And I saw myself down a pathway where um, I came to like this door and like this question came up of like, are you sure you want to go further? And Barat has a couple quote unquote rules or guidelines um, for ceremonies. And one is always, the answer is always yes. So the answer is always yes. And I, I remembering that I was like, Yes. Okay. The answer is always yes. I go further and I came to like this next door and this next check mark. And it's like, are you sure you want to go further? And at that point, I came into being five years old. So I knew that I was five years old. And then came across another door. Are you sure you want to go further? And then I ended up at the front door of this, this house. I won't go into details. It was a house that I had recognized from my childhood. And it asked, like, are you sure you want to go in? And when I was asked that question, I knew that if I said yes, I was about to walk through a door to see something that had been hidden from me. Oh, sorry, I'm going to get emotional here. Um, and I saw something that I was witness to when I was five years old um, that a child should not have seen. Um, but when this happens 
and and yes, like I feel emotions. Yes, we're going to feel emotions in ceremony, but when you're able to show up in a container with yourself from that loving perspective, able to do what's what I would kind of see now that I know about timeline therapy, which is an NLP technique of going back to that time and seeing it from many different perspectives and being able to do the healing work right there. And so I saw the scene of what happened from that perspective of Sarah from five years old. Then I was able to take myself into third person position to be able to almost like I was up like a fly on the wall, seeing the scene again, seeing little Sarah, what she was going through, um, seeing her reaction, what she did to protect herself or ignore or deflect. Um, I, then I saw the perspective from the other people that were involved. Um, then I saw the perspective of what happened in, in the days afterwards and was able to do this full comprehensive perspective and healing and self-soothing and inner child work right there in that ceremony. And when we can do that subconscious work, this is where change really happens. And so this is why I do these ceremonies is to go deep and do this subconscious work and allow myself to see the things that I can't see in an everyday life because our minds will protect us. And that was transformative for me. Um, That was quite a few years ago. I've also been able to go back to a time in high school where I had switched um, schools. So grade 10, I went to a different school and I remember showing up that first day And I was surrounded by a group of girls, like probably six girls, didn't know who they were, never met them. And they surrounded me right before first period. And I was backed up against a wall and they were in like a horseshoe shape around me. And they were saying, um, like, who do you think you are to come to this school and saying that you're going to like take over the school? And I don't even know exactly what they said, to be honest. But I just remember standing there thinking, what the heck is going on? And it was a moment of freeze. And so if we understand the nervous system and the nervous system runs everything, our protection when the nervous system and that ego kicks in is fight, flight, or freeze. So we're going to fight, we're going to run away, or we're going to absolutely freeze up and not know what to do. And I caught myself in this freeze position. And so I did the same thing as I did with that other experience being five years old, saw it from the different perspectives, saw it from that perspective with so much wisdom and growth in me now of how I should not have taken that on, how that should not have disrupted my confidence, how that should not have brought up another wall when it comes to trust or letting people in. Um, I was able to see it from the, those other girls' perspectives and, you know, maybe there was obviously fear-based in them, like hurt people hurt people. And I recognize that now. And so if if you were ever bullied or if you're maybe in a relationship where you feel like there's some type of like verbal abuse or any type of abuse that comes onto us from any different format, hurt people hurt people. Whole loving people don't hurt other people. And so I can look back on bullying as a fear mechanism within someone else, a um, a need for someone to be able to feel like they have bigger energy or more control over a situation, which is just fear-based anyways. And I was able to do a lot of healing with that from first position, third position, second position, um, and then be able to look at from that moment on, 
what did that moment do to me from grade 10 up until that moment when I was actually able to do that healing? This is self-healing. This is true like personal transformation. When we can go into ourselves and look at those areas that don't feel loved enough, don't feel seen enough, don't feel heard enough, don't feel validated enough, all the enoughs. These are the, the trauma or the wounds or the limiting beliefs that we put on ourselves for everything we want to do moving forward. And so low confidence or not trusting in ourselves or other people, um, judgment, um, not thinking we're good enough, procrastination, like all of these traits that we can see within ourselves that we sometimes know are holding us back. We need to go back to that root cause. And the power of uh, mushroom ceremonies or NLP work or timeline therapy is that you can't change what happened. Like the, the situation happened, but what you can do is change your perspective on it and your emotional reaction to it. So therefore, when you are put in another position, um, of a similar situation where that wound is triggered and that emotional response used to happen, doesn't happen anymore which means you have changed the timeline of your life, which means you react differently, which means you get a different outcome. This is how we change our life. If our thoughts and our emotions and our behaviors are not changing, we will continue to live out the same reality in the same patterns again and again and again. And so those are just a few examples of what's come up in my ceremonies. Um, this ceremony, like what I said, my more profound moment was with the holotropic breathing. And, and then what the insights that came up from that breathing, I was able to explore within my mushroom ceremony from a non-judgmental place. And I feel like I, I played, quote unquote, played with my ceremony more than I ever had before. Um, I was able, sometimes with a mushroom ceremony, there is lack of I'll say control for where that journey goes. And you kind of feel pulled based on tracks or where your mind wants to take you. Uh, but this, this ceremony, I felt very much a lot of control and just being able to explore what I'm calling two different timelines for insights and things that I had seen. Uh, yeah. And so that was so great. I held, um, I held a retreat in at the beginning of May um, for a few, you know, close people within my circle um, for a psilocybin ceremony. And I can say that being on the other side of holding space um, for a ceremony is so sacred. Watching someone go through a ceremony, allowing the vulnerability that comes out in a ceremony, because Yes, there are emotions that come up. Yes, there are things that we can explore, but you've put yourself in a container with other humans who are doing the same thing. And so to be a participant or to be a host, it's such a such a beautiful experience to be able to witness, um, take part in or be able to hold space for. So Jasmine, like, thank you for that. You hold space so well. The third thing that I want to talk about with the retreat was what's called, and I'm looking at my papers here, Osho Meditation. O-S-H-O meditation, which is meant for an anger um, and rage release, which really got my nerves up going into this type of quote unquote meditation. It really wasn't a meditation, but it's called that. And so it's broken up into a few different sections of 12 minutes and there is music 
that's um, curated for it as well. And so the first 12 minutes is you're, and we're blindfolded for the whole thing. You're marching on the spot, almost like you're about to go into battle and you're getting this deep um, vibration with uh, your vocal cords into your belly of, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> My voice is cracking there. Um, and you do that for 12 minutes. 12 minutes is a long time when you're standing there just doing that, but you witness the activation of that energy start to come up in you. The 12 minutes after that are a complete release. So you can shadow box, you can punch a pillow, you can lay on your back and throw a tantrum, you can scream, you can yell, you can say words or phrases, tell people off. Whatever you feel you need to do to reach into yourself and grab onto the parts of yourself where you felt injustice, where you felt betrayed, where you felt rejected, where you maybe disowned yourself or allowed someone else to make you disown yourself. Whatever it is that you feel needs to come up and out and not be stored within your tissues and energetic body anymore to come out. And it was powerful. Then the next 12 minutes after that, you're standing again in silence, silence for 12 minutes. And for me, this silence was cool to be able to, I was feeling um, different energy radiating out around me. I was feeling the release of all that emotion come out. I was also getting downloads and visions of times where I let myself be in situations where maybe I should have said yes, or I should have said no, or I allowed something to happen, or I tolerated or felt an injustice, but didn't express it. And that's the biggest thing is to allow our bodies, mental body, physical body, emotional body, spiritual body, release what we have stored. For myself, anger and those really low, dense, dark, uh, rageful emotions are not known to me. I'm one who can suppress things, or I used to, watch my language in there. I used to suppress things a lot. I used to keep my mouth quiet. I used to want to just, you know, stay status quo. I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want conflict. Cool. Yeah, whatever. We can do what you want. Like, just really didn't know how to handle conflict. And I look at where that conditioning came from, um, my household, my parents, God love them, like, love you, mom and dad, not, you know, we, we should never knock our parents because they always do the best that they can for us. But I grew up in a household with very neutral energy. Uh, to this day, I've never seen my parents have a fight or even raise their voice at one another. Everything was always shh or we'll talk about it later. Um, things were just not talked about in front of the kids. You know, it's put a smile on your face and everything's okay. Um, I also, we also didn't feel those deeper, like very expressive, loving, excitement um, emotions as well. Like what I said, it was like very neutral, which was, I'll say, nice to grow up in a household like that because I you know, wasn't exposed to a lot of chaotic emotions. But also on the other hand, I didn't have the life skills or the programming to be able to know how to deal with that. And so I avoided conflict. I didn't know how to release anger because I didn't think it was valid or I didn't know how, or I thought that um, it, I didn't validate emotions. We'll just say that. 
And, but then I look at, okay, so why were my parents like that? Let's look at conditioning here. My mom grew up in a household where there was a lot of fighting. Her parents got divorced when the kids left home. And, you know, she knew that they were just staying together um, for, for, for the kids. And my mom has always told me never stay just for the kids because it created such a toxic environment for her. So of course she's going to create an environment for her kids where they're not put in any type of toxicity of, of emotions or rage or anger or things that can frighten the kids. And so this is why we can't blame our parents or we can't fault them for the conditioning that we have because they're really just doing the best that they can. But sometimes you can swing that pendulum from okay, mom didn't enjoy the fighting that was happening with her parents. Let's never fight in front of the kids, which doesn't really teach the skills of proper communication, honoring emotions, being able to express emotions and be validated for how you feel. And so we will store these things inside of ourselves. And so being able to release that, being able to in a sense, feel like I could speak my truth or express my truth in whatever action or scream or, you know, whatever was coming out of me felt very, very liberating and to honor that side of myself. And so that holotropic breathing, the mushroom ceremony and that Osho anchor release meditation was just phenomenal, like phenomenal. Uh, we did a closing ceremony that day and I had said to the group, I'm like, my life will not be the same moving forward. And it hasn't. And, uh, and I, I know when I put myself in a container for transformation and actually am provided the proper tools uh, that life changes moving forward. And this is a beautiful conversation around aligned manifestation, which is what my book is about. And I'm so excited. Like I'm living my work and it's all coming out in the book as well. Uh, when we have desires that are born. And so let me digress. I, ha I had a desire that was born within me, that was sparked within me, something that I had been suppressing or not taking notice of or not validating within myself. I had a desire come up within the ceremony. And I won't get into details just from a personal perspective, but I had this desire. Um, and desire is, we, we might want to think of desire as like a high vibration, but it's actually a very low vibration. It's down in the 3D dimension of consciousness because desire creates contrast. When we have a desire and we notice something that we want and recognize that gap between how to get it and where you are, this is contrast, which can create pain, which creates a craving. And this is what desire is, wanting something that you don't have. And sometimes desires are easy to be able to manifest. And other times, especially in the context of my desire, it creates a restructure of the fabrication of my physical reality. And so current structure in every capacity needs to be uh, taken apart and then rebuilt back up for this desire to come out. And there is time needed and there is finances needed for this. And so it's, 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 I'll say far away, but it will say like a year. It's like a year away. And when we feel this contrast, this is where we can manifest out of alignment or we can manifest in alignment. And so a desire born strictly out of ego will create like a manic manifesting energy where maybe you feel like you have to go out into action right away. You'll do whatever you can to get that desire. You're very um, self 
focused and not focused on the, the good of the whole, you will manifest in a 3D vibration, in a lower vibration, which can create a lot of chaos, which can create a lot of drama, which can create a lot of pain, more pain to get what you desire. There can be resistance and always on the other side of, an, of a misaligned manifestation will be, I thought that this was supposed to feel different. So if you've ever manifested something or gotten something, and when I say manifesting, I just mean like creation. What do you want? Do you want a business? Do you want a partner? Do you want a house? Do you want a property? Do you want children? Do you want a certain body? These are all manifestations that we create. And so when we get the thing and we think, oh, I thought I was going to feel different or I thought my life would look different. That's a sign that you've manifested out of alignment. Manifesting in alignment comes with a lot of groundedness and patience and vibing up in a higher 4D, 5D dimension of consciousness, meaning you create out of love and not out of fear. And with that, we're looking at the good of the whole. So how does everybody win with this desire that I want? How do I create the best optimal situation so that when this desire comes to fruition and I'm standing with this manifestation that I feel so good, that I feel fulfilled, that I know that I'm right where I need to be. And it's not just feeling those when you get the thing, it's working yourself up to feeling that before you get the thing. If we need something in order to feel different, that's a, that's a huge sign that you're manifesting for the wrong reasons. You're manifesting in a very low vibration. And so and you listen to any manifestation teacher or you know law of attraction teachers, and they will tell you that you need to embody the energy first before you can get the manifestation. That's not necessarily true, but if you want aligned manifestation to feel good, we need to feel like we're there before we're there. And that doesn't just mean you know, oh, I'm picturing myself with, you know, the ring on my finger if if you want an engagement or I'm picturing myself with the baby. No, it's who do I need to be in order to have that at my highest capacity? Who, what are the thoughts, words, actions, behaviors that I need to step into in order to start working towards that? And you feel that momentum build of that new person that you step into, that new vibration that you create in. And the fulfillment comes from the person that you become in order to get the thing, which is why when you get the thing, there's gratitude and there's joy and there's so much completion with it. But you have felt that before you actually get the thing. Because if we need the thing in order to feel those, then those sensations and feelings and vibrations that you've created can always be taken away. Or the feeling will never last and you'll feel like you need something else and something else and something else in order to quote unquote, keep your alignment or stay happy or be fulfilled or, or whatever. And so that was the whole retreat situation for me. Um, and I was saying like August was so, so many different dynamics and really four parts. And so that was the first part was the retreat. The second part to my August experience was a very different and intimate week with my partner, Joe. Coming back from the retreat, um, Joe and I have worked very, Joe and I have worked very hard on our relationship. We've been together for going on seven years now, seen so many different versions of ourselves. We both are very growth focused, with, which helps the relationship. We've gotten to a place of such beautiful, grounded, conscious relationships. I've seen him work through anger and rage, which were a default for him back in the early days. Haven't seen that side of him in years now. And coming back from the retreat, I was able to openly and honestly 
express what came out of that retreat, which created different conversations that we had never had before, which created hard conversations, which I'll say put us in what I call, and we joke about this, like um, a relationship emergency week. And then like Joe and I, we're together, we're fine. Um, it, but I think it's okay to recognize those times where the relationship needs to be looked at differently, where different conversations need to be had, where you your snow globe needs to be shaken in order for a new settlement of a different dynamic that is for the better for the whole. There's a chapter in my book called Shake the Snow Globe. And when we don't shake the snow globe, life will stay the same. Conversations will stay the same. Patterns will stay the same. Outcomes will always stay the same. And so if we want change, we want an aligned manifestation, you got to shake your snow globe in certain ways. And I teach you that in the book. Shameless plug there. And so this week with Joe was beautiful and painful and enlightening and awakening to different sides of ourself. Um, and a connection that was restored that I didn't really actually even know that was missing. So it's funny, like when we have contrast, if you have nothing to compare to, all I have seen with Joe and I was such a progression in our relationship, so much growth in our relationship, where we were five years ago, where we were a year ago versus now has always been different, different and always had a beautiful evolution to it. Um, but when I have contrast from a week that we just came through, I realized, oh, like, we needed this. And I didn't even realize that we needed this. So that was so beautiful. That was the second part of my July. Uh, the third part was I went up north with the kids, with two of our friends, Alex and Omar, with Joe. Uh, we were uh, at a cottage on a lake. It was absolutely phenomenal. We had ATVs and paddle boards and canoes and kayaks and bonfires and playing cards and eating big meals and random dance parties. And it, so many like deep belly laughs. It was it was so good to laugh and, and be in such a vibrant environment with so many amazing people after going through what I, excuse me, uh, went through with the retreat and with that week with Joe. Um, and so that was great. And then the fourth part of this, which I'm just coming out of now was a long weekend by myself. And so Joe stayed up North. I came back, the kids, I went back to their moms, um, Joseph North uh, cutting trails and getting his hunting stands ready for deer and moose hunting coming up. Yay. We get fresh meat in the freezer soon. Um, and so coming back to a long weekend with myself and Here's the deal. Like, I love time by myself. I'm a girl. Like, I can go days by my, I can go days without leaving the house and I'm fine. Like, I'm, I'm a natural hermit. I'm a natural introvert. Just leave me with my cats for a few days and I'm good. Um, but it was a very different experience with my long weekend after, you know, the bliss retreat and then the week with Joe and then the week with the kids. And I came back and felt a very sterile energy in my home. Even though, you know, I, I I had all the space that I wanted and I'm a girl where I'm like, oh, wow, I got space. Awesome. I'm going to sink into this. I had all the space that I wanted. I was with my cats and I hadn't seen them in a week, which was incredible. You're um, working on my book and, and projects that are really fueling me. But I felt a very flat, sterile energy. And I had an awakening to the people that are in my life, the connections that I have, the the family that I've built with Joe and with his kids the intimacy that I have with friends like my friend Alex and the wholeness that I feel with the people in my life 
and the authenticity of being able to show up as I am in any moment in time with the people in my life and feeling accepted. And so what that, what this weekend, like literally just came out of this yesterday, what this weekend did was bring up some shadows within myself. Um, And part of an awakening phase is recognizing shadows. And so shadow is a word that's used in the self-healing and spiritual development space for the cracks in our identity or the concept of how you thought you viewed yourself. And so if we look at, if you take a shadow, like outside on an object, um, outside, right? Like let's say your car is outside. There's a shadow when the sun hits it at different angles, but when the sun is at its highest at noon, you will have minimal shadows. So the more light there is, the less shadows you will see. And shadows only appear when you are increasing light or when you are decreasing light. And so when you start to do growth work and when you open yourself up to awakening phases and alignment work, everything that I'm doing right now, it will illuminate shadows within yourself. And these can be painful to see sometimes because they're the areas of yourself that you don't want to admit. And so, you know, shadows of myself that I've seen come up you know, this weekend and, and in various parts of my awakening journey, um, you know, selfishness, um, guilt uh, has come up. There has been um, doubt um, where I blame things or people in my life for things, um, a lack of love, lack of open heart, um, closed down energy in certain situations. These are just a couple things. But when we start to recognize that we're not as great of a human as we thought we were, and and here's the thing, this is why growth work is so evolutionary and it really never ends because there are so many aspects to ourselves that we can illuminate and quote unquote, make better or show up in, in a higher vibration in life to be a better whole version of ourselves. When we start to illuminate, the best thing to do is illuminate it more. So a lot of times if we see a crack in ourselves, we'll want to distract you'll want to deflect. You'll want to fill that space as much as you can so you don't have to look at it. Basically, you go back into the darkness, like you shove it away. We're not going to look at it, which is why it's, I find it very difficult to do growth work if we're not giving ourselves space. If you're tied to your phone all the time, if you're constantly on social media, if you can't have five minutes by yourself to sit with nothing, just yourself, it's going to be very difficult to be able to do growth work because you can't see in. And that's that first step is looking in. If you're willing to look in, then we can bring out what needs to be made whole. And that's the thing. We're not looking to get rid of anything. We're not looking to deny parts of ourselves. We're looking to make whole and shine more light because how do you get rid of shadows? You increase the light. So leaning more into the work, looking at it, doing higher vibrational activities, seeing the contrast of the shadow. Okay. So if I recognize, let's say selfishness within myself, what is the opposite of that? What is that whole version of Sarah without selfishness look like? And why does she feel a need to be able to show up with 
selfishness or entitlement or um, blame or, you know, we can say jealousy is, is a type of shadow. Uh, low confidence is a type of shadow. There's all these shadows that we have within ourselves that create less wholeness. And all of the work that I've been doing with my clients and with the Aligned Sisterhood is about creating the wholeness of ourselves which is why I love shamanic philosophy. And this is where I really learned this concept of the whole self, our physical self, our mental self, our emotional self, our intuitive or spiritual self, and then self-expression, how we show up, how we express ourselves, how we are to the people and things that are in our life. When there are shadows running that whole self or cracks within our identity, this is when we operate from a lower self. We operate from a less capacity side of ourselves. We operate from an ego perspective of ourselves because we deny the love, we deny the light. And so, creating wholeness of the self is to go inside and look at these shadows and, and sit with them and start to bring more light into them, bring more love, bring more compassion, bring more acceptance for all of our experience. Because to deny any part of our experience is to deny a part of ourself to deny a part of that wholeness. And I've learned that every part of myself is always accepted. I accept and I acknowledge the person I was yesterday, the person I am today, right now in this moment in time, and that person that I am constantly becoming. So when we can sit in these moments with ourselves and recognize the totality and the, the wholeness or the lack of wholeness, we actually can breathe life into that newer side that we are wanting to bring forth and heal. Yeah. I covered everything in my pages. I covered everything in my pages. <laughs> I told you I had a lot to get through. Um I can see myself breaking down this episode um and sectioning off some of this stuff to go deeper with you. Um but yeah, another transformative August. I am so excited for what's moving forward um with my business growth, uh with my book, with my event coming up. Uh, I'm looking to invite more members into the Aligned Sisterhood. So, you know, if you're a woman who's interested in getting into the trenches with work like this or curious about it or like, what does that look like, Sarah? What what comes with a membership to the to the sisterhood? Reach out, um, you know, have a conversation, even if like you don't know what you need. That's usually the the perfect space to be able to come in if you're recognizing that. Maybe I don't identify with certain parts of my life anymore. Maybe I'm noticing a shift in my, my passions or what I want to do in the world or how I'm operating in my business. Maybe I'm recognizing a flat, stale energy with life and I need to be revived. If any of that rings true for you, you can send me a message and you know offer an invitation for us to go deeper and to have, have conversations. And you know, let's just have a conversation and see where you're at and see if what I've been creating this year can help you and can serve you as well. Um, because my goal is community with women. And I know the growth work that I have done would not be possible without the community that I've created over the past few years, the friendships that I've created, the containers to allow all of myself to show up at, at different times and proce process and integrate healing. Because after going through a ceremony or going through an awakening phase, integration is that next step. 
And so a lot can happen in, you know, let's say a psychedelic experience or like a mushroom ceremony, a lot can happen and be uncovered, but the work is actually afterwards. How do you integrate what you saw, heard, felt, acknowledged within yourself? How do you integrate that to activate a different side of yourself, activate denied parts of yourself, activate those shadows that you've been pushing down that need more light? That's where the quote unquote work always comes in. Um, and that's what we do inside the sisterhood. We don't do mushroom ceremonies. I, I will host a retreat next year, but don't worry. Sisterhood is not about mushroom ceremonies, but it's about sinking into this work of self-healing, of coming into alignment with ourselves so that we can truly manifest what we want from such a high vibration in alignment and feel really good and whole and complete with the life that we are living. So. This was a long episode. Thank you so much if you're still here with me. Um, again, if any of my offerings, like my book or my event or the sisterhood uh, has sparked something in you, you can check out my website, simplysarah.com. I'll link it here in the show notes. Um, some of that stuff might be up. If you're listening to it the day it releases, you probably won't find any of that stuff. Um, but yeah, always here for you, my friend. See you on the next episode. Thank you for joining me on this episode today. My website, simplysarah.com, is a great place for me to continue to support you on your journey to alignment, joy, and fulfillment. There you will find upcoming retreats that I am hosting, resources, books, and many other helpful tools to help you on your travels through this thing called life.